Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we are talking with John Ray, ahead of the 2023 Western States 100. Before we get started, though, this episode is brought to you by Features, Morton, Hoka, and Rabbit. Head over to the show notes page of this episode for discount codes and product releases from each of these four sponsors. With that, let's get started. Johnny Ray, welcome back live in studio Olympic Valley to the Single Track Podcast. Hey guys, excited to be here. Johnny Ray, one of the coolest names in sports. <laughs> here to now. Hopefully this gets uh, heard and uh, taken over to the live stream on Saturday. You yeah, heard yeah it, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. On uh, on the baseball field, I was always Johnny Ray. Growing up, I'm become like a mature adult, so I introduce myself as the formal John or Jonathan more often. But Johnny Ray, I'll take as my athlete name. I think the first question I want to ask you because we we have had you on multiple times after Bandera, uh, I believe, right before Javelina. So it's been six or seven months. In terms of your intensity in the sport, in terms of how you prepare, how you think about racing the level of involvement that running has in your life. Are you the same runner right now or do you find yourself to be a more serious runner? Over the last year, I don't think that big of a change. It's like kind of in a nine year trajectory of like becoming incrementally more and more professional. Like my first ultra marathon was in 2015. I ran the dirty 30 in Golden Gate Park in Golden, Colorado. And I was, I wore that, I wore basketball shorts uh, nice. <laughs> I was wearing the New Balance Minimus, inspired by Anton. Classic. Uh, <laughs> did not know that much about what I was doing. Like I thought, you know, a Camelback with a liter and a half of water was enough for a five or six hour run. But learning more, and then like every year, just noticing one thing will make me a little bit better, another thing will make me a little bit better. This year, I feel like I've started drinking way less as a primary thing. Like I always wasn't a big drinker, yeah. but I've just like zero appetite for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a little more attention to sleeping, a little more running. Uh, so I don't think any step change in the last year, but definitely continuing on that spectrum. And I don't know exactly how much further it can go. I'm like close to the level of doing everything I can. The no drinking thing is interesting. We've heard now, I think three or four athletes, your contemporary Jeff Colt say the same thing, like part of their, uh, renewed focus in 2023 is cutting that out. Do you find recovery benefits there, sleep benefits? Like, talk about that. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. I don't think too hard about it. I'm not like a anti-alcohol person. I just like naturally haven't had an appetite for it much, and so I think that's just symbolic of wanting to feel good the next day. And not that I don't know. Nothing more than that, really. Maybe before we get into like the X's and O's of your preparation, your Strava has been fascinating and there've been some good, I think, you know, your own comments in the descriptions of those runs have been fascinating to break down, but I do want to ask you a few questions about the 2022 Western States, because you undoubtedly added fireworks to that race. I believe you were as high as fourth or fifth place at some place on Cal street. A lot of us in the live chat that day, I think even Corinne might've commented, like you look like you're hard charging. You could be this dark horse uh, contender for the podium that day things did slightly fall apart, but was that your focus to kind of creep up on the competition and and surprise some people that day? Like, how were you feeling until it went wrong? I didn't have a plan to do anything just like this year. I don't want to forecast or tell the story of the race before it happens. I want to be there and do the race while the race is happening, not beforehand. Um, 
And so, you know, people think about, oh, I want to be in 10th place at Robinson Flat or whatever. And I just, what, whatever happened would happen. And naturally, I was in about 10th place in Robinson Flat. And then I took so much ice coming out of Dusty Corners. Felt incredible running out of that mm-hmm. aid station. And then the two canyons climbs felt so easy. Like I was just expecting to be hiking the whole time, but I was like looking around being like, I think this is too easy. I'm going to start running up this. Uh, And then I ended up passing a bunch of people in the canyons to move up to fourth at Forest Hill. Um, So I didn't prescribe that or like have a plan to attack in a certain place or anything. It felt natural and just like what my body was doing at that time. Are you... I guess, are you naturally a pretty strong climber? Did you think that the canyons would be a spot that you would excel at the course or did that kind of surprise you? It surprised me because I think of myself as a downhill runner and I'm better on technical terrain. Okay. Uh, so I've worked, uh, most of my workouts are doing uphills. So that's become like the focal point of training for the most part. And I guess it's become good enough that I can make up ground there. But I also feel like the people I passed on those climbs were just, suffering a lot and Mm. so they're walking really slowly and so i i just hadn't crashed at that point whereas that's when people had started falling off after you finished western states i'm sure there was a lot of you know major takeaways how has that shaped you know these 12 months between last year and this year i still hadn't done a good 100 miler and i was hoping that western states last year was going to be my first one but I wanted to figure that out. Like that's what brought me to the sport in the first place of being inspired by the fact that people can run hundred miles. So how, that's why I wanted to do Havelina as I saw it as a bridge distance. It's like mm-hmm. basically halfway between hundred K and hundred mile in terms of effort. And so that was a test piece to, to see if I could transfer what I had done in hundred Ks before do it at Havelina. And that's like a stepping stone towards actually nailing a hundred milers. So yeah. That was the main thing from Western States of being like, okay, I like maybe I need to do a bridge race somewhere in between where I can't step up all the way to, you know, something that takes 16 hours instead of eight to 10 hours. I need to do something in the middle and then I can really figure that out. And then it feels like an incremental step. Then it's not a big leap. It's easier. Yeah. And Havelina seemed like it went pretty well. Grabbed a golden ticket there. Um, in terms of, I guess the training I guess now that you've, I guess the training's all done now, um, in the core training block for Western States, was there anything that you did quite a bit different this year versus last year? Or do you think that, uh, most of the improvements for, you know, what could happen this year comes from the actual race day strategy and execution more so than the training? I think a lot of it happens during training. Um, I did a lot of the same workouts that I did last year, but the timing of them was a little bit different. I waited a little bit longer in the winter before ramping up. And then my big weeks were peakier. Like I didn't spread Mm -hmm. out training over a longer time. I like waited a little bit and then had a couple of like really big focused concentrated periods. Um, But then, and then like some of those same workouts that I had done last year, I just did them closer together. And then uh, I think that just like concentrated volume and effort. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's, there's been, uh, I don't want to say like your Strava has gone viral, but, uh, there's definitely some people, you know, like opening their eyes a little bit and be like, Oh, 
yeah, like John's May, you know, and uh, even like early Ten to days mid ago. June, yeah, has, has been mm-hmm. pretty big. Are, have you found that you, you know, find a lot of benefit from some of these fairly lengthy long runs? I think so. I don't know if I have enough experience. I haven't done that many uh, really big long runs, um, but I did. But I so I ran. I ran. <laughs> 46 miles was that prescribed a week and a half ago I, I everything i've done has been told to do, i've been told wow. to do by my coach i've not been going off the training plan i'm just following instructions yeah, trust the process and like he thinks i can do it and i'm i was i was really scared about that one to be honest i had i checked in with my coach three times on it to be like are you sure about that that sounds too close to the race i think that's too big like do you sure like he's like yeah like you can do it like i think it's a great long last long run like you're fit enough you recover quickly uh yeah we're like pushing fatigue closer to the race mm-hmm. than in past but because this training walk's going so well i think we're gonna be able to get away with it so mm-hmm. i was scared of that but i still did, i did the same run actually last year but i just did it three weeks before the race yep. instead of two um but if you keep the effort low enough then i think you can learn a little bit from having gone from like i, I did a seven and a half eight hour effort and being out for there for longer just means you have to face a few more variables, a few more logistics and mm-hmm. practicing some of those logistics is a good thing. Are you still doing those cluster runs too? Was that a part of your Western States buildup? I, I, I know I'd only did that once for Havelita where I did like two hour runs. Uh, you did six, two did hour six runs, two hour runs weekend. within a 48 hour period. Yeah. But that was a one time thing. Just that was for that one. one. But <laughs> if you were, if you were to run Havelina again, would you, would you throw that in the training block? I don't know. It was entertaining. I think it was good to mix it up, <laughs> but I, I think the fact that it's different each time, like I've seen other runners trying to copy training plans that have been successful in the past and be like, well, okay, Jim will obviously ran 130 miles a week for three weeks straight. That's what I'm going to do too. Uh, it's not necessarily the best way to get yourself ready for it. Mm. Um, and I appreciate that my coach just kind of throws in some curveballs every once in a while because just new stimuluses probably are going to like make you mentally stronger and just confuse your body a little bit. It's like, uh, it's like the P90X of, <laughs> of ultra running training, you know, muscle confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used keep to the do, athlete guessing. I used to do a bunch of insanity workouts. Uh, okay, so you're, you're, you're familiar. In, in, in the basement of the, of the Kappa Sig fraternity, that was, our, that was the baseball team fraternity in college. And uh, we That's did awesome. a bunch of insanity workouts back then. So it was all about okay, confusing, so yeah, confusing, you're all for confusing the, the muscles. Muscle confusion. <laughs> I mean, I'm learning a lot this weekend. Uh, the double threshold workouts, the cluster runs, the eight hour long runs two weeks out like we're in this era of experimentation it's kind of cool i love that so much that we're not to a point where everyone is doing the same thing you know you kind of see that on the track you know if you're on a run a world-class 1500 they're more or less all doing the same workouts that is not the case at western states and mm-hmm. i think even after this year we're not going to see like a a type that emerges and that's super exciting you talked about gaining experience at Havelina in sort of like a middle distance between the hundred K and this type of hundred miler that adds some predictability to this year's attempt. Are there any other elements of your training or the logistics of this or the or your nutrition where you feel like it's a bit more predictable than last year? I think more subconsciously than just consciously I came so I came and did the Western States training camp. I only got to do one day of it because I had a wedding to go to. Mm. And that was actually my primary reason for 
making the trip to California in okay. the first place. Like came for a wedding and then happened to be able to add in a day of Western States training camp and then was able to add in a little bit of time with family and then also spend some time on the course just to like if I was going to make the trip, then I could extend it and do all those things. But because I've been on the course a whole bunch more and last time I was going in blind, I hadn't been on it at all. Then I think just having been there before makes it feel more comfortable and more natural and less intimidating every part of that course. And so it's more like my subconscious will be able to relax a little bit more and be at ease rather than uh, the experience being necessarily like, oh, like this is a specific thing that I learned. It's just like it's familiar. It's there. Like it feels just a little bit lower stress and easier. So a lot of athletes approach. kind of like goal setting for this race very differently. I'd love to know, like, how does Johnny Ray uh, quantify what a successful day at Western States would be? And I'll add to that because we've heard people say, I'm racing for self-discovery. Um, I am very explicitly Jeff Colt style racing for a top three here. Um, we, we've heard it all. We've even heard like, you know, it's just all about celebrating the training. So how do you categorize yourself there? The statement I have in my head is that I want to do Western States right. Mm. I want to avoid any of the multi-hour mistakes, and if I leave a few minutes out there, that's fine. But I want to be close to my potential. So, yeah, I like without time or place attached to that. Like, mm-hmm. I'll know the feeling of being like, yeah, I executed, I did it right, I like did my best, and right I was close. I dig that. Yeah, that was that was an awesome answer. I think that's a that's a great time to uh, introduce you to our single track HQ 2023 Western States guest tradition. It seems like every time we like announce this, the, the name of it gets longer. Um, so we're not sure which one works, or are we? I think they both work. I think it was just a okay. food last time. So this is the official watermelon Here, of, hold this of the Western States 100. We would love for you to do two things. Um, one is you're going to get 15 seconds to draw your best cougar on here, and then we'll have you sign it. Okay. And um, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with this watermelon um, on race day. No, no, it's going to the no, track. Speaking no, at other people's uh, <laughs> yeah. cougars. They're all so small. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know how many people were going to be uh, signing this. You have save room for like at least one or two other people. But um, yeah, we'll let you get situated and get ready and then we'll start three, I'm gonna do I'm gonna count down three two one then you have 15 seconds so three two one go oh this no is, is this the bad sharpie where's ten, the other one? Nine, eight. Do wait, wait no John needs a new sharpie pause. sorry we're, we're having technical we are having technical difficulties someone I think sharpie. something about the wax of the melon like when when you go really fast, it like goes invisible. Right, we are paused at eight. Let's see if that works. Let's see if that works. Oh, so this is like a. Uh, Let's do the whole thing over again. I was done. This is like a red flag. We've called F1. a thirty second t- timeout from the sideline. We're resuming the race. Ready, three, set, two, go. One. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. I can still one. see it. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, Hey, you're paint. You're still in the process of painting a masterpiece. Okay, so this is actually a unique approach that we've seen is going for the details the on the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people get tripped up trying to remember what a, yeah, uh, like a body of yeah. a mountain lion looks like. So just going for the face is actually a wise tactic. So we'll just have you sign your name under there on that one. It's good. You guys are 
making sure trail running doesn't get too serious. Yeah, and it's tur- it's turned into like a very interesting social experiment. We're not really sure what kind of conclusions we're able to draw from this, but um, <laughs> there's been a lot of you know a lot of diversity of, of the uh, of the cougars, but. John, before we go, I just want to say I think you're an absolute stud of a runner in this sport. I think you might not still be a household name yet, but for folks that are watching this keenly, looking to fill in their fantasy free trail picks, do not sleep on John. Don't sleep on Johnny Ray. Don't sleep on Don't Johnny sleep Ray. Don't sleep on Johnny Ray, okay? Don't do it because I think you're making a huge mistake. I think you're one of the best runners in this race, and I'm very excited to see you, uh, you self-actualize on Saturday. So, hell yeah. Thanks, guys. Ready to try.